Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel. Today I'm here with Jack J. How you doing? <laughs> really good. So you were born in Omaha? Yes, ma'am. Omaha, Nebraska. 402. <laughs> Shout out to the city. Are your parents from there as well? My parents are not. My dad is actually from, uh, he's from Memphis, Tennessee. And my mom is from California. But she actually, like, she, later in high school, she moved to Nebraska, like, junior, senior year, mm-hmm. which was really weird because she was in, like, a high school of, like, 3,000, and then she moved to Harrison, Nebraska, which is a town of, like, 100. Her class mm-hmm. had, like, seven other kids in it. And so, <laughs> yeah, it was, like, a very big reality yeah. shift for her. But, yeah, they're not from Nebraska. They what? ended up meeting there, though, oh. in college. What did they do? They, uh, my mom is a jeweler. She's, like, the... Okay, let's, let me see if I can get this right. She's the vice president of sales, the VP of sales at... This jewelry store called Borsheim's in Nebraska. It's the only one. Yeah. Just one of one Borsheim's. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a cool job. You know, she'll like take me in, let me check out the watches. Mm-hmm. You know, she gets good in-store discounts if I ever want to like, you know, get a watch or something. <laughs> so, you know, definitely shout out to mom mm-hmm. for hooking that up. But uh, my dad is a, uh, he works in telecommunications, which is like essentially what it is, is, you know, like American Idol, like how mm-hmm. they're like, all right, call this number to vote for this person or whatever. Yeah. So he'll be like, all right, our our company will take like 50% of the calls that come in. And like, so he'll be like the middleman. He'll like fly out to California and like negotiate oh. the deal with American Idol to, to like get his company to take a portion of the calls or all the calls, depending on, you know, uh, the situation. But mm-hmm. that's kind of his line of work. What kind of music were your parents playing in the house when you were growing up? Man, they were playing, uh, a lot of it was classic rock. My parents are huge rock and roll fans. Um, my mom loves, I mean... She likes more kind of like mellow rock. My dad really liked, uh, you know, like ACDC and um, Aerosmith. And I think Aerosmith is probably one of my mom's favorite bands of all time, too, for sure. She yeah. loves Steven Tyler. But, uh, yeah, they were, uh, my dad was more into, like, hard rock and roll. Um, and then my mom kind of liked, uh, you know, Stevie Wonder, Elton John, some of the slower stuff. I think my dad does, too. But, yeah, he was just more, like, you know, he really liked to rock. Like, Van Halen, like, I'm talking, mm-hmm. like, Eric Clapton, like, just songs that like Dire Straits and I don't know uh it was definitely a rock and roll based upbringing though how did you find Eminem and the rest of like hip-hop rap in the hip-hop world um well you know Eminem was like one of the first guys who I heard on the radio you know back before I had access to like a laptop or like I couldn't find my own music I just had to listen to kind of what was on the radio you know um and so back when I was like you know five six seven a lot of that was you know 50 Cent Eminem and there might have been some like young Lil Wayne on the radio at that time. Ludacris was for sure on there, mm-hmm. on the radio. But uh, eventually, I started like sneaking into my brother's room because he had all the explicit music on his iPod. And so <laughs> I was like, I was like, I gotta, I gotta, you know, see what this music's really about. I don't want the edited versions. You know, I'm old enough now. I was like seven, and <laughs> my parents wouldn't let me listen to explicit music. So I would sneak into his room and steal his iPod after he went to bed. And I remember "Lose Yourself" by Eminem was the very first rap song where I memorized all three verses, and I was yeah. like. It made me fall in love with hip-hop, that song specifically. And, uh, yeah, once I figured out how to, like, find my own music, you know, my parents got me an iPod. I, uh, technology started getting better just in the world. And so, like, iTunes became a thing. And eventually I started, like, going past iTunes and, and just digging on, like, mixtape websites. And I found uh, I found Lil Wayne. And I didn't really hear him much on the radio, but, like, I, I'd i heard a few, few of his songs because my brother had played them for me. And, uh... I really started digging into his stuff and going on like livemixtapes.com and, 
and downloading all his material. And so mm -hmm. I probably had like 500, 600 Lil Wayne songs out of like the thousand songs on my iPod in middle school. Um, and you started rapping yourself, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, I started like just writing raps literally since I heard Eminem back when I was like six or seven. And so like uh, ever since then, I mean, I was always writing stuff in my, uh, not even my notes back then. It was like literally handwritten. Um, but yeah, I was very self-conscious about it, I guess, because... You know, I was just this like little white kid in Nebraska, and I didn't, I don't know, especially as I got older and kids started becoming a little more judgmental, and you know, you know how kids are in middle mm. school and high school, they can yeah. they can be assholes, and so, yeah, basically, I kind of kept it to myself, but I was always working on my lyricism, um, always just working on, like, I loved Lil Wayne's metaphors and in, in his wordplay, and how he would, like, he would, like, say a punchline without making it a simile, without saying like or as, he would say, he's like, man, I got this in the bag groceries or something you yeah. know he wouldn't even like <laughs> and so like I don't know I loved his wordplay and he really inspired me to get like clever with my my mm -hmm. lyrics and then Eminem more on like the syncopation and the quickness and the uh you know the alliteration and all that uh you know all those terms mm -hmm. whatever you want to call them did you always know that you would be like a musician when you grew older um I knew I would always be in love with music I knew I'd always like play I, I was I fell in love with piano when I was like probably six or seven too around the mm -hmm. same the same time I really started loving hip-hop um and I, I knew I would always play piano the rest of my life. I knew I would always be writing these verses to myself the rest of my life and just, like, working on my craft. But I never really thought it was possible to, you know, get noticed from where Jack and I were coming from, uh, from Nebraska. You know, I just, like, didn't really think it was a possibility. I was, I loved doing it. I was very passionate about it. But I never thought it could turn into something greater than, you know, just a hobby. Um, mm -hmm. And... I really got to give a lot of credit to us being here today, to social media, to the fact that the internet is so powerful, and it doesn't matter where you're from these days. That's what I've really realized, you know? You could literally be from a town of 200, like my mom was living in her, her junior, senior year of high school, and you could post something on the internet and your life could change overnight. Oh God, and so that's like my biggest message to anyone out there who thinks like, oh, just because I'm from this city, I can't do this. Nah, none of that matters, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I think geography is kind of irrelevant at this point. What about Jack's personality? drew you to him initially and that ultimately you wanted to be in a duo uh, to Jack I mean like honestly like we've like I feel like our personalities like I don't even think I was drawn to his personality I think we like found our personalities through each other if that mm, makes sense like I uh, we met first day of kindergarten and so that was like you know most friendships don't last 17 years we're yeah. going 17 years right now but um <laughs> I would say, like, you know, our names were Jack, and we knew we lived in the same neighborhood. We started talking about it that first day in kindergarten, and we were wearing a very similar shirt. Like, he had a red version on of this Gap shirt. I had a blue version on of this Gap shirt. Might have been the other order. I don't know at this point. We mix it up all the time. But regardless, um, we just became friends because of that, and I think, like, we slowly started developing our humors. You know, like, when you're a young kid, you don't really have a sense of humor. It's like, oh, like, toot. Oh, that's funny. Or, you know, yeah. like, whatever. I don't know. Some, like, stupid shit. But basically, I think Jack and I started actually, like, figuring out like what humor was and like because of each other you know we were we were very interested in the same things we would always be looking at the same videos on youtube right when youtube started becoming a thing and then i mean we even we even had our own youtube channel back in like fourth fifth sixth grade and it's like you can still find the videos out there they're super cringy but yeah i think jack and i like really i, I don't think it was anything specific like about his personality that drew me to him i think we just like we were like, okay, none of us have friends because we're all new in kindergarten, and we slowly just became best friends over time, you know? How is so, your, yeah, how has your relationship with him changed over time? Over time? Hmm. I mean, I see him more now than I 
ever have mm. because you know now we're like actually like partners in business not just like best friends which is an amazing thing you know because I think it just makes us uh, some people would say like you know being around somebody 24-7 might make you sick of them but I think if you if you're around them the right way if you give each other your personal space when you need it and um, when you're on the same page I think it really helps you know grow the relationship mm -hmm. and so Jack and I have always been on the same page in terms of like you know our goals our aspirations uh, what we want to accomplish in life and I think there's like you know no tearing that apart it's been 17 years of friendship let's say we get in a big fight like one little like I guess big fight one fight can never <laughs> can never overpower you know this 17 years of of uh here, let me restart that I was gonna say yeah like one fight Mm -hmm. Or like, no matter what it is, no matter how big it is, can never overtake that 17 years of friendship, you know, that, that relationship we've built. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, I'm, I'm never worried about Jack and I's relationship going south because it's just like he's my brother at this point, you know. Mm -hmm. How would you say your music has changed since the early songs you wrote? Oh man, our music has changed so drastically since the early songs we wrote. I think, I think when we first started making music, we were uh, kind of trying to rush it and just, mm -hmm. you know, we both loved music. We had always loved music, and Jack had been in show choir, you know, dancing and singing all middle school and high school, and this was probably senior year when we figured out, like, you know, people want us to make originals. We were posting these covers on Vine, and these two kids reached out to us, and I think, I think we were trying to, like, make stuff for our fans back in the day versus making it for ourselves, and that's the biggest change. You know, when you make something for somebody else, it's never, your heart's never fully in it, and so a lot of the old music we made, you might notice, like, this probably has nothing to do with the type of music it is. This is just us being not confident first starting out. And when you listen to our very first tracks, you know, like, I just listen to them and I'm like, yo, my delivery is, like, so, so tragic. Like, I can't even, I can't even, like, what am I doing? Why am yeah. I even in the booth right now? Like, I feel like I'm so shy and timid and, like, there's no confidence in my voice. Yeah. But I would say the biggest thing now is Jack and I are 100% confident in every word we speak and everything we do. And... I think that really translates in the music, you know? I think mm -hmm. when you make music for yourself, people will naturally gravitate towards it more um, because they, yeah. can, they can tell it's genuine, they can tell it's authentic. And so I think we were kind of trying to make music for our young girl fan base back in the day. Mm -hmm. And so, like, some of those songs ended up becoming a little cheesier. Like, you know, like, there's a song called Paradise that's, like, I have some of the cheesiest lyrics, yeah. some of the corniest bars in the world in there. And I'm just looking back, I'm like, how did I let that slide? Yeah. Like, why did I really do that? And then I realized, oh, I was doing it because I thought people would like it. Yeah. Not that I liked it, but I mm -hmm. thought people would like it. And so, like... That's the biggest thing as an artist is you got to make music for yourself first and foremost and the world will slowly start gravitating towards yeah. it. Yeah, how would you say you've grown as a person since you were younger? I would say as a person I've grown in a lot of ways, you know. Um, I think I'm a lot more comfortable with myself. I'm a lot more comfortable in my own skin, which is definitely a process, you know. Uh, kid, like I said, kids can be malicious. Kids can be brutal in high school. And I was never, never confident about, like, I don't even think any of my friends knew I was writing these rap lyrics outside of maybe Jack G. Mm -hmm. And even he, like, I wouldn't even, like, rap them to. Maybe on an occasion I'd rap him a verse and he'd be like, oh, okay, okay. Because, you know, we were making these parodies back in sixth grade, seventh grade. and So he knew I was, I was rapping and whatnot. But in high school, you know, kind of after our YouTube channel ended, we hadn't put out any, like, song parodies where, like, I was rapping in a while. Like, this was kind of a, a period where I didn't really know who I was, I feel like. And... A lot of that had to do with me seeking social validation from cool kids, you know, and a lot of those, like, cool kids, you know, are actually some of my, gen like, genuine friends today that I ended up becoming friends with, but I feel like, like, there was a time where I was, like, f faking who I was in order to, like, you know, let have these kids like me. At the end of the day, like, if you're not being genuine, um, I don't think you're ever going to feel comfortable in your own skin. And if you're not, like, uh, connecting with people who have similar interests, I don't think you're ever going to be comfortable with who you are. 
And so, yeah, it definitely like took me a while to to realize. And it's, I think a lot of that has to do with our fans, you know, giving me the support mm -hmm. and the confidence just to, you know, and the fact that they embraced me for who I was just made me so much more confident in myself. And so I would say post high school, I kind of stopped thinking about what everybody thought. And I realized none of those high school relationships matter. I don't care what any of these kids think. I'm going to do what I love and I'm going to follow my heart no matter what. And yeah, I think that's yeah. that's why I've grown the most, mm -hmm. I think, since high school. Last question, what do I want to be remembered for? What do I want to be remembered for? Um, you know, that's a very good question because I ask myself this a lot and I still haven't fully come up with a you know complete answer to mm -hmm. it. Um, but what I want to be remembered for is more so, is more so like my aura and my message um, than necessarily a single song or something. You know, I don't want to be that kid who just had a had a hit song that had no substance, and it might have been a massive song, but it had no substance, and like that's all he's known for, like a one-hit wonder type. Like I never want to be that kid. I would much rather be the kid who who's known for a long-lasting message, something that's you know actually has substance. And uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing I want to do in life is just inspire, like you know the next wave of superstars, the next wave of legends. Um, and you know, even if I can influence one person to change the world, like I hopefully do, then you know, I think my job's complete. Yeah, so, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. Thank you so much. Thank you, it was great talking to you. <laughs> Bye guys.